Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of It's Football, Not Soccer, a podcast dedicated to the beautiful game. Once again, this is your host, Daniel Cervantes, and we got ourselves another round of exciting football action to talk about. Once again, sticking with the Mexican leagues and the German leagues as we continue on through this exciting action, the men's, the United States League still a little while away from action. The end of this month should bring us some new news and some intriguing insights. Look forward to some previews for the seasons, the USL seasons coming up, as well as the NWSL, and some big news. I might as well touch on it now. We had some big news as the USL, continuing their expansion into other domains, have just renounced that the Super League, their brand new women's football league, has obtained Division One status. And so the official field is set for the USL Super League when it finally comes into action, I believe, in the 2024-25 season. So it should be some exciting stuff there. Another Division One league there for women's football. It's always nice to see the women's side of the ball expanding and continuing to grow. So we'll see what kind of news comes from there. But of course, we're going to continue in with our usual action. We're going to talk about La Liga MX, La Liga de Expansión MX, La Liga MX Femenil, the German Bundesliga, Two Bundesliga, Frauen Bundesliga, and the DFB Pokal. There's been some interesting action out of all of these ones. So it's pretty good to see, as of course. And maybe touch a bit more on transfer news. There hasn't been as many moves as I would have originally thought given, you know, the time of the year. But we got ourselves some good stuff coming up regardless. So we'll get some good insight on that one. We're going to first of all start off with La Liga MX. So last Friday, match day five was in action. Had ourselves a doubleheader as Cruz Azul picked up the road victory over Querétaro 3-1 to to open us up. And then Puebla narrowly defeated Mazatlan at home 3-2. On Saturday, the big bulk of the action, we saw Toluca handily defeating León at home 4-1. Juárez and Necaxa battling out a tough 2-all draw. Tigres picking up the exact same result, a 2-all draw with Pumas de Unam. Pachuca narrowly defeating Tijuana at home 3-2. And América picking up a 1-all draw with Monterrey in what was my game of the week. All of the start, all of the scoring Happened in the first half, it was Diego Valdez with Emilio Lara as in the assist, picking up the goal for América at home in the 24th minute. However, they could not keep Monterrey out very long, as only in the 40th minute, Sergio Canales picked up the goal unassisted to even up the match. Uh, going forward from there, nothing really happened between the two teams. We did see a red card given out to a player not on the pitch for Monterrey. It was Hector Moreno picking up a red card in the second minute of second half stoppage time. A couple of yellow cards, but altogether, both of these teams really continued to fight. There wasn't any space between them. And so as a result, both teams remain tied at two at second place on the table, both with 11 points apiece. So a bit of a tough result there, as neither side could get that gap that they were probably hoping for there. And of course, America looking forward to next week, trying to rebound and get themselves a, a more conclusive result. Of course, Monterrey much in the same in that regard. Match day five then continued and wrapped up on Sunday of this last week, as Atlas handily defeated Santos Laguna at home 3-0. And then Chivas de Guadalajara picking up the road victory over Atletico de San Luis 2-0 to wrap up the match day. Match day 6 
will actually kick off later today. We have ourselves a pair of matches. It'll be Mazatlan taking on Atlas at 6 o'clock tonight, Mountain Standard Time, with Tijuana taking on Querétaro at 8.10. Tomorrow's affairs will be Necaxa versus Toluca at 4, Chivas versus Juarez at 4.05, Leon versus América at 6, Cruz Azul versus San Luis at 6.05, Monterrey versus Pachuca, and Santos Laguna versus Tigres, both of those matchups taking place at 8.10 tomorrow. Sunday, the 11th of February, we'll only have a single match. It'll be Pumas taking on Puebla at 11 in the morning. A bit of an end of an early match there for both of those teams. A little earlier than you usually see in La Liga MX. However, just working with the schedule at that point. And so let's take a look at who we have ourselves for our game of the week. Let's see. So... Peeking over at our game of the week, we have, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and go, ooh, here we have Monterrey versus Pachuca, the battle between first and second in the table, a point splitting these two teams. It's also a primetime matchup tomorrow as well. Again, both these teams currently separated by a single point. It's Pachuca with 12, Monterrey with 11 as it stands Pachuca had a bit of a rough season, well, not a season, half of the season last half as they finished 11th, just outside of the playoff bracket last in the Apertura. However, this season they're doing much better. Monterrey, of course, are playing quite good. They are currently ranked third in average goals per game, 1.8. They've won their last two matchups against Pachuca. And also of note is that they are currently unbeaten in their last six home matches there at El Estadio BBVA. Then... Pachuca, though, they're actually ranked second in goals per game this season, 2.4 goals. They have a lot of shots on target, currently top of the line shots on target with 6.6. They've also scored 12 goals in their last five matches. Both of these teams, high-octane offenses, I could expect, and I do expect, that both of these teams should be able to put some goals in the net get some good offense going. We'll see what happens there. But again, Monterrey versus Pachuca, battle of the top two teams coming up in this next match day of La Liga MX. Keep an eye on it for that one. Tomorrow night, 8-10 is the game, for, is the game to watch. Moving on now to La Liga de Expansión, the second level. It's just another funky week in terms of the scheduling department. Well, you know, what? how are we surprised by that at this point? First of all, match day Five kicked off on Sunday with Vanados narrowly defeating Mineros de Zacatecas. That one was a close affair, a tough loss for Mineros on the road against Vanados. Tuesday then had Celaya defeating Dorados in our game of the week and Alebrijes de Oaxaca taking on Correcaminos de la Uate at home narrowly 1-0. Peaking at our game of the day, Celaya taking down Dorados. It was actually a pretty even match, all things considered, to a degree. Um, well, kind of not really. Um, first of all, Dorados put themselves in a hole pretty early. as Sebastian Yanez picked up a red card in the 30th minute, a straight red card. No yellow card leading into it. It was a completely straight sending off. Then in the 45th minute, second minute of stoppage time, Michel Rodriguez picked up his first goal of the night as he did pick up the brace in this one. Then, in the 60th, Brian Mendoza, Mendoza, his teammate, picked up the second goal of the evening for Celaya. And then it was once again, once again, our man, uh, actually, no, first of all, it was 
Cristian Cano-Zales picking up a goal in the 81st minute for Dorados off of a penalty there, giving Dorados just a little bit of hope. However, there wasn't much going there. Two minutes later, it was Rodriguez once again putting in a goal for Celaya to get themselves the 3-1 final score victory. So now as a result of that one, Celaya found themselves second in the table, while Dorados continue to fall down. They're now in 13th in this table. Continuing on with the matchups that happened over the course of this week thus far, on Wednesday we saw a pair of matches as Atletico La Paz picked up the scoreless draw against Atlante, and Tapatio narrowly defeated Cimarrones de Sonora on the road 2-1. Yesterday, um, Atletico Morelia defeated Tlaxcala 3-1 at home in the only matchup of yesterday. And today we'll actually wrap up Match day five, it's not over yet. It's tonight we have Leones Negros versus Cancun at 4.05. So actually not really tonight, in a couple hours. We're going to have that result going on there. The reigning champions on the road against UDG. Peeking ahead to match day six. This one's also a funky one. It starts off next Tuesday, so they do have the weekend off, which is a bit rare. So next Tuesday it'll be Cancun taking on Celaya, which is honestly a pretty good matchup right there. We'll then see Dorados versus Gorda Caminos. Those games are at 6.05 and 8.05, respectively. On Wednesday of next week, Valentine's Day, it'll be Alebrijes taking on Leones Negros at 6.05. And on Thursday of next week, it'll be Tepatitlan versus Mineros de Zacatecas at 8.05, which then leaves three more matches in that match day to go on. We'll talk about those in much more detail when we get there. Um... You know, it's really, again, the, the way the scheduling is right now with La Liga de Expansión, it's really hard to kind of pick out a game of the match day for La Liga de Expansión. I really wish I could. Um, you know, I could definitely say that out of all these matchups for the first one, I think the Cancun Celaya is probably the most intriguing of them one. So I'll say for the sake of it, Celaya versus Cancun should be good. Reigning champions versus the team currently in second in the table. You know, Cancun, they've scored nine goals in their last five. They're also unbeaten in their last five home game, eight home games. They're actually pretty good at home. However, Celaya, just as potent of an offense. And also, they haven't lost to Cancun in their last five tries. Uh, not last five. Last, uh, yeah, last five tries. It's been five wins and then also a draw. So actually six straight opportunities that have gone in favor of Celaya. Celaya have really had Cancun's number, to say the least in their very short time as being opponents, because after all, Cancun only came around a couple years ago. But again, we'll touch more on this match day when we get to next week, just because, again, scheduling is a little funky. There's still a good couple of games that are left unplayed um, by the time we get to next week's recording, so we'll see what happens then. Moving on now to La Liga MX Femenil, the top level of of women's football out there in Mexico. And while we mentioned last week that there was a lot of games last Thursday, so we're going to wrap up with the games that happened over the remainder of that weekend. So first of all, last Friday we had a couple of games. First of all, it was América dominating Monterrey at home 4-0 in the game of the week, and León picking up the one-all draw with Monterrey. So real quickly, let's take a look at that game of the week, and it was very one-sided. Uh... Not much going in favor of Monterrey in that one. First of all, Kiana Palacios picked up a brace, both of the goals in the 10th and 13th minute, respectively, so she had herself some potent offense immediately. Then we saw action once again in the second half as Sarah Lubert picked up the goal in the 51st, and Katty Martinez picked up a goal in the 56th to really just walk that one home. 
was a bit more of an exciting matchup on paper. Monterrey were just flat-footed for that one as America Las Aguilas get themselves a good quality home victory in that one. Then on Saturday, we had Pachuca narrowly defeating Pumas on the road at 2-1. On Sunday, a scoreless draw between Santos and Atlas. And then on Monday, a scoreless draw between Necaxa and Toluca. So a bit more of a quiet, calm one in that regard. Match day seven actually kicked off yesterday with three matches. It was America dominating Querétaro on the road 5-1. Tijuana dominating Atlas on the road 4-0. And Juarez narrowly defeating Mazatlan at home 3-2. Today we have the bulk of the matches for this match day. We'll have Atlético de San Luis versus Cruz Azul. Chivas versus Santos Laguna, and Toluca versus Tigres all in a couple of hours at 4 o'clock. We're then going to see Pachuca taking on León and Pumas taking on Monterrey at 6. Sunday, the match day will wrap up with Puebla taking on Necaxa at 11 in the morning in that bit of that early action spot. Out of all these matchups just early in the season, the one, hmm, picking one that has the most intrigue, see Chivas versus... Chivas taking on Santos, not really a good matchup. San Luis versus Cruz Azul is a battle between two teams in the bottom of the table, like the last two teams in the table. Toluca versus Tigres. Uh, overall, this one's actually a pretty solid one. First versus seventh. Uh, Pumas is not close at all. And Puebla versus Necaxa, mm, they're a little bit closer. Frankly, not a lot of these matchups are the in- are the ones that really intrigue me. As stands, I think that the Juarez match against Mazatlan was a decent one. Atlas Tijuana. Yeah, frankly, this week there aren't too many matches that I can say really strike out to me as fully intriguing ones. Toluca Tigres is probably the one that has the most intrigue. Um, first of all, battle between first and seventh. However, the gap between them is eight points, so it does create a bit of a foil there. These teams both finished in first and sixth in the Apertura, so pretty much the exact same spots. Uh, Toluca is doing quite well recently, 11 goals in the last five. They haven't lost in six tries. However, Tigres, their offense is like off the rails. 23 goals in their last five matches. Tigres is just on a roll. They also haven't lost to Toluca in their last seven tries, six wins and a draw. So this matchup is very much in favor of Tigres. Uh, I do expect Tigres to win. They're kind of by, they're kind of our by default game of the week. Um, but you know, what can you do? Some of these matchups are just, they're, they're just too far. The gaps between these teams are just too far for me to really say it's too intriguing a matchup, but then, you know, kind of just what we got to roll with here in match day seven, match day eight will be actually a pretty traditional one and over the weekend match day. So we're actually having ourselves some good opportunities there for La Liga MX Femenil, but yeah, uh, to say the least, Toluca Tigres, expect Tigres to get the win. Um, but yeah, not really, not really, um, high up on the options, to say the least. So with that, we're going to go ahead and move on over to the German Bundesliga, which has honestly had a lot of intrigue over this last weekend. So first of all, match day 20 last weekend. We mentioned that last Friday there was the match between Heidenheim and Borussia Dortmund. That match did end up in a scoreless draw. Looking at the games from Saturday, there was honestly a lot of good ones here. Bayern Munich took down Borussia Mönchengladbach at home 3-1. Werder Bremen narrowly defeated Mainz on the road 1-0. Stuttgart defeated Freiburg on the road 3-1. Leverkusen, my Bayer Leverkusen, got the win over Darmstadt as expected on the road 2-0. Bochum and Augsburg ended in a one-all draw. 
and Köln defeated Eintracht Frankfurt at home 2-0. First of all, that game of the match day between Freiburg and Stuttgart did turn out just a bit more lopsided than I originally hoped. First of all, Stuttgart came out just blasting to start that game with Denise Undov picking up a goal in the third minute, three minutes in with the assist by Voldemar Anton. So immediately, Stuttgart was on a roll. Then Chris Furek picked up a goal in the seventh minute to extend the lead to 2-0 with the assist from Undov. And then Freiburg just kind of really making their own bed. Merlin Roll picked up a red card, sent off in only the 18th minute. Very early to lose a man there. And then all the way in the 45th minute, 11th minute of stoppage time, with the very last minute of stoppage time, Freiburg did give themselves something to hope for. Lucas Kluber, Lucas Kubler, my mistake, picked up the assist, on, picked up the goal on the header with the assist by Vincenzo Grifo. So it was two to one. It seemed like things could maybe get something going, but again, down a man. And then by the time you get to that late part of the game, 74th minute, Maximilian Middlestadt put in effectively the dagger. Undov picking up his second assist of the game. So contributing to three points overall. 74th minute, Stuttgart put in the dagger, 3-1 victory. There was 10 minutes of stoppage time at the second half. There was a lot of yellow cards given out in this one, but yellow cards aren't too bad, all things considered. With the result, Stuttgart remains stuck in third place, and Freiburg ended up falling down into seventh as a result of that one. It was a very good derby match. Um, unfortunately, yeah, Stuttgart, they really were in control. They've been a very good team this season, plain and simple. And so overall, I just want to make sure to touch on our game of the week last week. And then Sunday's games, it was a two-all draw between Wolfsburg and Hoffenheim. And then Leipzig defeated Union Berlin at home 2-0, as expected. Looking at match day 21, it's already in progress. we got Borussia Dortmund. On the verge of wrapping up a 3-0 victory at home over Freiburg. That one was expected. Tomorrow's matchups. We have Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Darmstadt. Eintracht Frankfurt taking on Bochum. Augsburg versus Leipzig. And Union Berlin versus Wolfsburg. And Werder Bremen versus Heidenheim at those 7.30. The 7.30 games. And then this is the big one. This is the big one. 10.30 primetime game tomorrow. Bayer Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich, the battle between the top two teams separated by two points. We'll touch on it a little bit more in a little bit. But yeah, uh, already game of the week right there. Sunday's two games, it's Stuttgart versus Mainz at 7.30 in the morning and Hoffenheim versus Köln. But yeah, game of the week this week. Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, this could decide the entire season. Two-point gap, Leverkusen, my Leverkusen, have the advantage in terms of their coming in pretty hot. Undefeated streak is still very much alive. However, this is this is this is Bayern we're talking about. Bayern are always just so so tough to beat. First of all, it's the battle between second and first in average goals per game. Leverkusen currently 2.6 goals a game. Bayern with 3 goals a game. I will say Leverkusen's defense has been really clutch. We have 10 clean sheets, which is the most in the Bundesliga right now. And then Jonas Hoffman has actually been really good this year in creating big chances, 13. However, Bayern also have Harry Kane, the Bundesliga's top scorer, and Leroy Sané is even better than Hoffman at creating opportunities because he currently has created 15 big chances, currently the best guy in the league in that respect. You know, Bayern are, are you know, they're the standard of the Bundesliga, they're the powerhouse, it's always like fear, it's always like, oh no, this is going to be, 
really tough. Um, I I can hope. I can really hope we can get this win because if we can get this win, we can preserve our space on top of the on top of the Bundesliga. Even if we get a draw, we stay exactly two points apart. We just can't afford to lose. We can't. Uh, the schedule. You know, we still play until May. Anything can happen, but I really think this is a must win or at the very least draw. We cannot afford to lose this game. Um, but for neutral crowds, this is the game of the week, without a doubt. Game of the week right here, Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich. Take your time to watch this one however you can watch it. Please do it. Should be a fantastic game. This is one of those ones I'm really excited for, but also incredibly scared for because it can just – it can. We're gunning for that first title ever, and it's it's the boogeyman of the Bundesliga. It's you know, uh, uh, yeah. What what can you do? Oh man, so excited, so nervous. This is the game of the week, though. Do watch it. Moving on to the two Bundesliga, just real quickly. Just I can't linger on it. My heart pressure will too will rise too much. Two Bundesliga match day twenty was this last weekend again. Last Friday, the pair of matches, it was Magdeburg picking up the one-all draw with Holstein Kiel and Karlsruhe, the two-all draw with Van Biesbaden. On Saturday, Nuremberg picked up a two-all draw with Osnabrück. Schalke narrowly defeated Eintracht Braunschweig at home 1-0. St. Pauli narrowly defeated Greuther Firth at home 3-2 in our game of the week. And Hamburger narrowly defeated Hertha Berlin on the road 2-1. So really quickly touching on that one, St. Pauli versus Greuther Firth. It was a top-of-the-table matchup. St. Pauli continues to hold their grip on the top of the table, remaining in first. Greuther Firth down in fourth as a result. And, well, to say the least, St. Pauli did what they had to do. First of all, it was Elias Saad giving them the lead in the 30th minute, unassisted, to make it 1-0. 2-0, only three minutes later, it was Oladapo Afalayan picking up the goal with the assist by Alyoshka uh, Kemlin. Very big there. Immediately, Greuther Firth was up 2-0 within the first 45 minutes. However, at the very end of the first half, Greuther Firth was able to get something back. A key goal as Armindo Sieb picked up the goal with the assist by Tim Lemperl in the 44th minute in order to make it a 2-1 ball game. Then the 59th minute, the hope was at the peak for the clo- the for our from our lads for from Firth as it was Simon Asta picking out the goal with the assist by Branimir Hergota in the 59th minute. And then, less than nine you know, nine minutes to go, they kind of got their hearts ripped out. Elias Saad picked up his second goal to pick up the brace with another assist by Kimline there, his second assist of the ball game, as essentially that became the dagger, the last thing needed in order to give St. Pauli, the top team in the league, the win and continue to keep their gap over Hamburger. They're hilariously local rivals. It was a tough result there for Greuther Firth as they were really hoping to get that win, maybe push into the third spot on the table, but unfortunately they just could not outlast St. Pauli. Sunday's games to wrap up the match day, we had Elversburg narrowly defeating Kaiserslautern at home 2-1 and Hanover narrowly defeating Hansa Rostock at home 2-1. Paderborn then also wrapped up the match day with a very, very close and exciting victory over Fortuna Dusseldorf, 4-3. to three. Moving on into match day 20, we already had action this morning. Ooh, this was a big one. This is a tough one. Hanover 96 have upset Hamburger at 
on the road four to three. I have a friend who's a fan of Hanover of hamburger, and that is a brutal loss. Um, that really will potentially be damaging for Hamburger's chances of uh, at least competing with St. Pauli for the title. That's rough. And then Van Wiesbaden picked up the one-all draw with Nuremberg. Those were today's games. Tomorrow, we'll see Magdeburg versus St. Pauli, Braunschweig versus Karlsruhe, and Dusseldorf versus Elversburg at 5 in the morning with Kaiserslern versus Paderborn at the 12.30 afternoon prime timer. On Sunday, it'll be Greuther Firth versus Hertha Berlin, Holstein Kiel versus Schalke, and Osnabrück versus Hansa. Rostock. Those are our weekend's games. Um, do I dare go for the iron? Eh, it's too ironic. Hans Rostock and Osnabrück are, are too far away. Frankly, that game between Hamburger and Hanover would have been game of the week if it hadn't already happened. Man. Uh, that's so unfortunate. I really was um, hoping... That that would have been so good. Uh, well, let's see. Holstein Kiel, they're playing Schalke. And Schalke's a pretty decent quality squad, but they're down in 14th. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with the irony pick. I'm going with essentially a relegation battle. Osnabrück, the dead last team, versus Hansa Rostock, my Hansa Rostock, in the, playoff, in the relegation playoff spot. Osnabrück are kind of doomed at this point. They're nine points behind Braunschweig in 17th. Hansa Rostock are in 16th with 20. They're only a point behind on Kaiserslautern, so they could escape. They really desperately need to escape. Um, currently, you know, uh, Osnabrück is the worst in the league in scoring. They haven't won a game in 14 tries. Uh, whereas Hansa are actually in the exact same spot as on the table, 16th in scoring. They also haven't lost to Osnabrück in their last five tries. They also haven't they haven't kept a clean sheet in eight games. They have conceded goals like no tomorrow. This is a full-on irony pick. Um, I expect this game to not be great, but I have hope for Hansel Rostock to get the win at least. So, yeah, it's not as exciting as the Bundesliga, I'm going to be honest. Uh, it's kind of hard to beat the Bundesliga's excitement this weekend. But, hey, um, if you're ever up at 5.30 in the morning, Mountain Standard Time... Osnabrück versus Hansa Rostock for the kind of the meme at this point. So with that, we'll move on to the Frauen Bundesliga. Match day 12 was this last weekend. Friday's game, Hoffenheim defeated Duisburg on the road 2-0. Then we had ourselves on Saturday. Red Bulls taking down Köln at home, 2-1, narrowly there. Werder Bremen dominating Nuremberg at home, 4-0. On Sunday, Leverkusen and Wolfsburg ended in a one-all draw. And Frankfurt narrowly defeated Essen on my pick of the week. And then Monday's game, it was very one-sided. Bayern Munich dominating Freiburg at home, 4-0. Looking at the game of the week between Frankfurt and Essen, uh, all the action was in the second half. First of all, uh, Sarah Dorson picking up the game-winning goal in the 62nd minute. Not much action really happened there. A couple of yellow cards being exchanged, substitutions that one, but actually did kind of turn out to be a bit of an underwhelming affair. As a result, Frankfurt remained in third, and Essen sits in sixth, uh, still having to trail a good bit. And so, looking at our match day 13, it's already in action. Well, Essen gave us a much more exciting game this morning, a four-all draw. You heard that right. 4-4 four four tie between Essen and Leipzig this morning. 
Wow, that one was insane. Um, wow, okay. Two players picked up a brace, one on each team. Wow, that was... That's a chaos game right there. Um, I might just have a retroactive game of the week, to be honest. We'll see, um, first of all. Looking ahead at the other games left in this match day, Hoffenheim and Werder Bremen will take each other on tomorrow at 4 in the morning. Köln will take on Bayern Munich at 6. On Sunday, it'll be Wolfsburg at, versus Frankfurt at 6, and Freiburg versus Duisburg at 10.30. And on Monday, it'll be Nuremberg versus Leverkusen. Uh, let's see, out of these ones, Köln and Bayern have a, you know, age-old rivalry, but the problem is that they are far from each other on the table. Hoffenheim, Werder Bremen, eh, actually, that's a pretty good one. They're right next to each other, but also they're not competing for a spot, really, per se, in the top three. They're a little bit far on that one. Wolfsburg, Frankfurt, ooh, I have to go with this one. I'm sorry, I really want to do the 4-4, but... Our game of the week will be Wolfsburg versus Frankfurt. Battle between second and third in the table, respectively, with a gap of only three points. Meaning that after this one, we could potentially see a logjam at second place. This is a fight for that Women's Champions League qualification process spot. Um, right now, looking at it, Wolfsburg have the best offense in the league, whereas Frankfurt have the third best offense in the league, 2.3 versus 2 goals a game. Wolfsburg... Also have the top scorer in the league right now. It's Ua Pejor with six goals as it stands. Frankfurt, though, have a fantastic opportunity maker in Lara Presnikar, as well as a lot of penalties. They get into the box three penalties this season. So they get into the box very well. Uh, for those who want to watch this one and don't know where it's at, it's actually on DAZN USA, D-A-Z-N USA. On their YouTube channel, they actually show these ones. So if you want to watch this one, I do recommend it. Obviously, it's a little bit rougher because it's 6 in the morning. This is a good game. Second and third in the table. Both of these teams have been very fun. I've actually watched a couple of their games thanks to being able to watch them on DAZN. Um, yes, it's pronounced DAZN. Um, I do think that if you want to watch them, do it six in the morning is pretty early um but if you're like on the eastern east coast you know eight o'clock in the morning is a lot more manageable so i definitely do recommend these ones uh wolfsburg frankfurt battle the top of two and three on the table should be a good one and well now we get to the dfb pokal quarterfinals and well there was only one match that ended up being played this week uh first of all I'll say wednesday's match between Saarbrücken and borussia mönchengladbach was postponed Unfortunately, I really would have. I really wanted to see if the if the Cinderella run would continue. Uh, Tuesday, however, we did see a game. It was Leverkusen versus Stuttgart, and this one was exciting for all of the. Uh, you know, ooh, it was a tough game. Very much a heart attack game for me, but a good game. So first of all, Valdemar Anton gave Stuttgart the lead in the eleventh minute with the assist from Angelo Stiller. A lot of yellow cards were then exchanged to finish off the first half. Nothing else there. 50th minute, right out the gate, Robert Andrick, unassisted, picked it up the equalizing goal to get Leverkusen back into it. But only eight minutes later, 50th minute, Chris Furek picked up the goal in with the assist by Enzo Malat to make it 2-1. to one. Then in the 66th minute, not much long later, I mean, Adley gave us the equalizer 2-all with the assist by Florida Inverts, our wonder kid. Then... When it looked like it was going to get really dicey, 90th minute, really riding the razor's edge. Jonathan Ta with the game-winning goal with the assist by Florian Verts, his second 
of the game, which honestly gives him a pretty good credit as probably the game man of the match there. Picks up the game-winning goal, 90th minute, off the header, and just like that, Leverkusen are off to the DFB Pokal semifinals. This was so good. Really good use of my time on Tuesday. Uh, busy day, but I love it. Oh, man, it was so exciting. But now we still have to wait a little bit longer. There still hasn't been an announced date, as far as I can see, for the makeup of Sarbuken versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. I really hope it's soon. We'll then see, obviously, what the draw happens and who goes where in, you know, whichever matchup for the semifinal draw. But let's go. Leverkusen on top of the Bundesliga, as of right now. And on to the DFB Pokal semifinals, baby. Now with transfers, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Liga MX, there were some moves. This last week has actually been very quiet. I think the biggest one was just America picking up Javiero de Lurosen from Feyenoord for 4.6 million euros. But really, there weren't that many good like major moves this last week. Um, for that, and then in the Bundesliga, not many, like, actual big, you know, super big moves either. Um, you know, Frankfurt continuing to add some depth to try and keep their push going. Dortmund sending some players off, but it, it, it was a pretty quiet week, all things considered, in the transfer market, which is a bit disappointing. There's been some moves in other places, but for La Liga MX and the, Bund and the Bundesliga, it's been, it's been, it's been quiet, all things considered. Um, so a bit of an underwhelming way to end that one, I'm going to be honest. But what can you do? We got ourselves some pretty interesting stuff there. But, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. This has been another good week of football action. We got some good stuff, to be honest. I'm really, really just shaking in my boots about tomorrow. <laughs> really terrified about that game against um, Bayern, if I'm being plain and honest. But, we, you know, we're going to go. We're going we're gonna to see what happens. It's going to be exciting. But also, like, I'm biting my you know, nail biter, everything. I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, maybe we just, like, blow out Labor, not Leverkusen, Bayern, like, 5-1 or something. But you can't guarantee it. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Getting some good action coming up next week. We'll see what happens there. And so, once again, this has been another episode of It's Football, Not Soccer, with your host, Daniel Cervantes, being recorded here at Camp Student Radio at the University of Arizona. Have yourself a good one, and I'll see you all next week.